Yo, what up? Welcome back to the Level Up with Leon podcast. I am your host, Leon, and I hope that you are having an incredible morning. I just got back, as I'm recording this, I just got back from a solid workout, and my legs feel like silly putty, and my back feels like awesome. So, yeah, awesome workout. I hope that you're getting awesome workouts in this week as well. And, yeah, hope your train is on point. But anyway... I wanted to just kind of rant today because I feel like I'm at a place, an interesting place. I think that it's a place worth talking about because I think that probably all of us get to a place like this sometimes. And I think that it's important that when we do get to a place like this, that we talk about it, we express it so that we can help each other navigate these times. Now, what exactly am I talking about? Well, I feel like whether you're trying to be an entrepreneur or you're trying to be successful in your career or you're just trying to be above mediocre by, you know, in anything, I think that there is periods of time where you feel like you have the steps in place that you need to be on track, getting things done, and making forward progress, right? But then you kind of you know, reach this gap in the road where it's like you don't really know what's next. You don't really know what actions to take or you might know what actions to take, but you haven't seen enough results from those actions to rationalize the continued motivation to do those things consistently. And you kind of start getting into this valley of despair, you know, which I think is definitely real. You know, they... They talk about the, uh, like, there's this kind of cycle of dealing with ideas where it's like you start out with this uninformed optimism and then you start to travel down into informed pessimism where you start to realize that your idea wasn't as easy as you might have thought. And then once you realize that, you, you get into the valley of despair and that's where things like crisis of meaning come into play. Where it's like you start to question if you really like this thing to begin with. Are you really passionate about it? Do you really care about it as, as much as you thought? And then typically if you can make it through that valley of despair, which God knows how long that is. You can come up on the other side with more of what's called informed optimism. Which is basically like, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I sucked at it. And now I have a decent understanding of what I should be doing and I'm getting better at it. And then from there comes success. Usually, you know, if life is fair to you and you get the reward for the work that you put in. But that valley of despair can be a really confusing and interesting place, you know. And I think it speaks volumes when a lot of successful people say that the biggest part of being successful is basically just not giving up. You know, when you feel like you don't know what you're doing, when you don't get your task done for the day, when you lose sleep because you're anxious about the next day, or, you know, you're just full of an uncertainty in general. A lot of people quit because that feeling is so painful and it's so avoidable. You know, because I feel like it's much, much easier to kind of live a traditional life working a nine to five 
that may be entry level or just above entry level that is that you know that gives you just enough to get by gives you just enough to maybe have a couple of kids you know with with the a, a combined household income and you know it's just enough it's just enough for you to kind of you know have maybe one vacation a year and maybe you get to a point where you're spending a little more on groceries than you used to and it's like you know what that's that's fine for some people and that feels good and there's nothing wrong with that you know but i think that that place in life is where i think a lot of people stop and uh, and then there are other people that keep going that want more than that so i definitely consider myself to be someone that feels like they want more than that in life but i'm also okay with that position you know of for example having just enough because i feel like when you come from nothing like i i i don't really i wasn't in complete poverty when i was young but I definitely was lower middle class for sure. I mean, I was near and I I definitely lived in poverty for like a good 3-4 years of my life, for sure as a teenager. And so I know what it's like to not have anything. I, I know what it's like to not have a home. I know what it's like to not have a reliable pattern of eating every day where it's like you have breakfast lunch and dinner some days you don't have breakfast some days you don't have dinner some days you barely eat at all you know I know what it's like to be in that place where every day is uncertain where your goal is to just get to the next day successfully and hopefully you get a little bit better than last time now you could argue that that same kind of goal system is what we strive to be in general but I think that It's a little bit more critical when you're going from day to day when you don't have anything. And so when you get to a point where you have something and you get used to that something and it starts to become the new norm, I think it's easy for, at least for me, I've noticed that there are times where it's easy for me to lose the hunger because I'm comfortable. I'm too comfortable. You know, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm nowhere near yet where I want to be in life. I mean, I've, I've done a lot. I've taken great care of myself since those days, and I've done a lot for myself. Uh, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not taking away that credit, but at the same time, I, I still have a long ways to go if I want to be the man that I picture myself to be, that I want to be. Um, you know, the, the kind of man that I wish that I was able to have growing up to be able to give to to my children one day and to give to those around me. There's still lots of work to be done, but at the same time, I'm in a position where I can eat three times a day. I got snacks in between. I got money in the bank. Not a lot of money, but I got money for a rainy day. My bills are paid. You know, my girlfriend's taken care of. You know, not like completely, but I mean like... We have a relationship and we go on dates and, you know, stuff like that. I'm not saying that I'm, like, sponsoring the woman, but, you know, I have the basic bases covered. And I feel like I'm at a position where I have this kind of, like, wavering sense of hunger. Where a couple of months I'll be just crushing it, you know, I'll kind of, I'll I'll set my sights on my goal and I know what I need to do for that goal. 
I know what the goal is semi-clearly. I could probably do some work on making it more clear. But I I have my sights on it, and I work hard, and I set PRs in the realm of productivity. You know, I, I get shit done, and I make forward progress, and I build my leverage. But then there are periods of time where you know, especially when things in my life change suddenly, whether it's a seasonal change, like, you know, winter coming in and kind of dealing with the seasonal fatigue winter, where it's like, it's dark all the time, it's cold, you wake up, it's dark, you know, it's like that, that, that impact that that has on my psychology sometimes can throw me for a loop. Or like if something suddenly changes in my routine that really throws me off, right? Like things that kind of emerge and strike you suddenly in some way. I notice that when I don't have the path laid out clearly, it's easy for me to fall off the path completely and then have to get back on the path again. I feel like I struggle to find a a method, a continuous method that I can use to be consistent in all the fields that are required to be successful as a coach. You know, things like content creation, things like getting experience coaching, studying, et cetera, et cetera, learning sales and marketing, doing sales and marketing, you know, all these things, you know, and doing it all by myself. I feel like there are times where I can nail it because I have the, like the perfect routine. Like I, like I can wake up, do X, Y, Z, A, B, C, D, and just knock it out and, you know, have a great time doing it and just kind of be in that flow state, that, that hyper-focus mode that I'm, that I'm blessed to have. You know, but then there are other times where my environment won't be the same and it'll be much more difficult for me to, to do that. And so then I'll, you know, I'll make adjustments. I'll kind of shorten my list. And I'll kind of, you know, just put forth the priorities and work on those. And that works definitely for my mental health, for sure. Which, you know, I consider that to be the most important. Making more money, being successful, that's great and all. But I would prefer to not be one of those success stories that sacrifice everything for a financial landmark. I just think that that's not the kind of life that I want to live. I think that there's there's a lot more meaning to life than that. I would much rather spend a decent chunk of my time during my life building relationships, having quality relationships, having a good social life, being with my family, which is very small, and living life, you know, traveling, seeing the world. You know, I think that those are things that are worth doing. I think it's not necessarily all it's cracked up to be to work every day, all day, and have a whole bunch of money in the bank that you never even use. I, I, I just think that that's kind of dumb. Not dumb, because it it takes a tremendous amount of intelligence and work ethic and all those things to get to that level, being that. So not dumb. I think dumb's the wrong word, but I think that it's just unsatisfying. I just feel like that's that's just one metric of success, and I think that because we live in a capitalist society, I think, you know, here in America, I think that 
the media often portrays your worth as being how much your net worth is, how much of an entrepreneur you are, you know, how much do you own, right? I think that that capitalist mindset is a big reason why America is the country that it is today, but also I think that many other cultures would have some interesting things to say about that in terms of overall quality of life. And being exposed to different cultures in my life, I feel like I'm trying to find a, you know, a, a decent blend to where I find more to life than just work. Now it's but it's easy to take that mindset and to turn it into this kind of cushion, like this kind of like softening cushion where it's like, well, you know, it's, since it's not that important, you can slack today or you can do a little bit less today or whatever. And then it's like I'll notice that when I have these periods of lower pr- productivity and I, I say that I'm going to do things and then I don't do them. It's like my confidence in myself kind of decreases and then I kind of get to a point where I have to humble myself and reach down for myself and pick myself back up again. Like like the future me, the me that I want to be has to reach down sometimes and pick who I am right now up from the bottom. Well, not from the bottom. Let's not be that dramatic, but they have to pick me up from somewhere that I know that I shouldn't be. And so, the point of all this that I'm saying, um, that I'm trying to get across today, is we're not perfect. Life isn't perfect. Life is often, you know, like I'm not exactly a religious person, but one quote that I like is, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans, right? And I think that that's, something that's very true. Like I think that it's it's very easy to visualize like the road to success that you you know want for yourself, you know, like the ideal way of getting from A to Z. And you know, you fantasize about it, you idealize it. You know, you think to yourself like, "Oh, like I have these steps that I need to perform and I'm just going to perform them and I'm just going to do them, you know, to infinity and that's that and I'm just going to nail it. But it's like life doesn't always work that way. Life is is not linear. Things are thrown at you from all directions and all of these things that are thrown at you are tests, in my opinion, to to see what you're willing to sacrifice, what you're willing to commit to. I think that when you're going about your plans and things get thrown at you, I think that that's when many people are like, you know what, maybe this this just wasn't for me. You know, like maybe this just wasn't the life that I was supposed to live. Like, let me do something else that looks cool, that looks, you know, appealing, that looks interesting. And they end up kind of going from that uninformed optimism to the informed pessimism to the the valley of despair and then back to uninformed optimism etc because many people hate discomfort many people think that the way to improve your life to get to where you want to be is by finding the easiest most comfortable way possible to do it and 
the unfortunate, I mean, and that's not even something that is logically thought about. I think that's kind of just like a primal mechanism that people kind of carry out in their lives without even being self-aware of it at times. Like human beings prefer comfort at a very basic foundational level. But just because people prefer comfort does not mean that it's good for them all the time. I think human beings prefer comfort, but they thrive on discomfort because discomfort forces adaptations, right? It's, I mean, so many things in life that we go through, I think can be related to the gym and how we build our muscles and our strength in the gym. I think so much of life is so metaphorically related to fitness. It's crazy. And I know that that's part of why I'm so passionate about what I do in fitness because if you apply the same principles that you do to your body when you train in the gym to your life, you will be above 80-90% of people in this world. If you just apply the same principles of, you know, progressive overload, recovery, setting goals, making a plan, making a habit, right? All these things, if you apply them to your general life, you will be above so many of the other sheep around you that have no structure, no self-awareness, no discipline, and are complete slaves to their preferences. Meaning that they choose comfort over anything else because... It's better to be comfortable and and rationalize that to some people than it is to humble themselves, realize their potential, realize how far they are from their potential, and choose to live a life that tries to close that gap. Because living a life like that is humiliating as hell. Because every day you have to look in the mirror and you have to tell yourself, I'm not what I could be yet. I am not enough. And you know what? Saying that might be controversial to some people. I I, I know all of so many people out there, you know, love this idea of like telling people that they're just fine the way they are. You're perfect the way you are. I will never have somebody close to me that tells me that I'm perfect the way I am. And I say that because of experience. I have had people in my life. I've had women. I've had friends that have told me repeatedly that I am just fine the way I am. And you know what? I didn't do any damn growing while I was with them. I didn't do any of the self-reflection and the habit building, the, the X, Y, and Z that goes into becoming better, to becoming who I really want to be when I was around those kind of people. Only when I put myself around people that say, you know what, Leon, you probably could have done this better. That, to me, is the type of people that you can really count on. Because at the end of the day, the way that I see it, you can always be better. That does not mean that you are not enough. That does not mean that if you are not better, that you should hate yourself and that you're pathetic. That's not what I mean either. But I think that self-respect is a series of actions, not words. I think that if you respect yourself, you show it. Actions speak louder than words, and self-respect is not excluded from that. And 
So I think that to circle back, I think that being uncomfortable is okay. And I think that there are going to be times in my life where I do have this kind of just kind of dark ambivalence where it's like, I, I, I don't know what I want to do or what I should do or, or how to do it. Like, like what's the next step? Does the next step even matter? Is the next step worth my time? Is this project that I'm working on worth my time? Will I give back what I put into this? You know, the uncertainty that goes into being exceptional is excruciatingly painful at times. And that pain sometimes beats people into submission to where they do the absolute minimum of what they need to do every single day so that they can go back to whatever they do that takes their mind off of the fact that they're not being who they could be. And that could be due to many, many, many factors, okay? Many factors. I think that there's many things that, that, that play into that. Each person is different. Some people, like I said, some people are okay with a, you know, just kind of standard traditional way of life, you know, working a nine to five and then retiring one day. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. In fact, I plan on creating a strong security blanket for myself just in case, because I am just so risk adverse from my childhood that that to me seems like the best route is to create a great security blanket in the background and then work on my fitness business during my spare time because I want to have something that I can count on. You know, I want to have good healthcare benefits, all these things. And so to me, that's kind of how I roll. And so I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. But I do think, though, that there are many people out there that want to be more, but they don't let themselves be more because they don't want to be uncomfortable. They don't want to travel into realms of uncertainty and ignorance. Their egos don't want them to make them feel stupid, that they don't know a goddamn thing about something. But I think that discomfort has a real paradox around it because it, it feels like crap. Like, subjectively, it does not feel good. But objectively, it is the stress that is required most times to move the needle forward, to get better, to adapt. And, and that's just the bottom line. It, it, it's the same way in the gym. It's the same way in the gym. It's like you start out in the gym as a novice. You don't have to push, put that much stress on your body to grow. Just like when you start out something new. You don't have to put much work into creating a basic level of competence into something. You know, a basic level. But as you reach the intermediate stage of your training in fitness... That's kind of like the value of despair of fitness, in my opinion. I think that a lot of intermediates, they get to that stage and the, the, you know, the shit that they were doing before isn't working as well or at all anymore. And they're forced to either learn more, adjust, or the gains will just not ever be the same. And it's the same thing with learning something new, trying something new as a career or whatever. You get to a point where... That basic level of competence only gets you so far. And then in order to go further, 
you have to make the sacrifice, you have to spend the time, you have to get the practice to ever become exceptional, to ever become above average. And the only people that make money, that have more comfortable lives, that can find a way to integrate something into their lives in the most optimal ways are people that are exceptional at what they do or even above average. You don't even have to be exceptional. Even if you're just above average, you will do better than most people, right? So to wrap things up, because this was definitely a rant, and if you enjoyed this type of content where I just kind of go on a rant, please let me know by rating this podcast five stars, sharing it with your friends and family, you know, getting the word out there because... I'm trying to just be real on this podcast with you guys about how I feel about things because I feel like, I don't know, I just think that that's, it's honestly just more interesting to me that way. I feel like the the more real that I can be, the more authentic I can speak, the more interesting it is. You know, I, I feel like if every time that I come on here and I just write a script and I read a script and, you know, then I call it quits and move on to the next episode. I feel like I don't really find as much enjoyment in that as I thought. I, I, I think I find more enjoyment in just talking, just kind of speaking my mind. So let me know if you like it. Comment on my Instagram, whatever, to let me know that you like it. But yeah, um, I, I kind of just wanted to just talk about that, about just, you know, the, the kind of the, the paradox of discomfort and going through in the valley of despair, you know, like going through passages in the valley of despair, right? And kind of finding a way to not quit. I think that in the real world, I think that there are times where people go through, I I could be wrong, maybe it's just me, but I think I'd be a little bit arrogant to think that. And I think that you know, there are times for many people that are trying to be good at something, that are, are trying to be successful beyond the status quo, that there are times where the uncertainty is just so crippling that you go into phases of kind of like, you know what, I'm good on that for a bit. But it's not about how you fall, it's about how you get back up. Again, same thing in fitness. Let's say you take a layoff for two weeks, three weeks, a month because life just smacked you in the face and you're just depressed, you're stressed, whatever, and you just like say, you know what, fuck the gym. It's not about that month. It's about the next month, the fo- you know, the following month, et cetera, et cetera. If you can get back on that horse, if you can go back in the gym, you can get your gains back and you can keep moving forward. It's the same thing in life, I feel like. I feel like if, if you have a layoff, where it's like shit's not going your way, you're not as productive as usual, you don't know what you're doing, you're stressed out, just persevere, do what you can each day, challenge yourself, you know, try not to be flat out lazy, and I think that you can pull yourself out of whatever hole that you need to be pulled out of, and hopefully you have a better shovel next time to dig yourself out again. You have a better system in place to hold you on the path. That's the hope, right? So thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. I had a really good time actually talking about this. I'm not going to lie to you. I was struggling today to to record this. I just was not feeling it as much as I usually do today. 
But I got on here and I started talking and now I feel a lot better. So thank you so much for listening. If you've made it all the way to the end, I really, really appreciate you. It means a lot to me. And yeah, let's get into the outro. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Level Up with Leon podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, don't forget to follow the podcast and turn on notifications so you never miss an episode. Your feedback means the world to me, so please take a moment to rate the podcast with five stars if it brought you value and share it with a friend or family member you think might feel the same. Do you want to hear me talk about a specific topic or have a burning question about fitness or self-improvement? I'd love to hear from you. Send in your request to Instagram at leveluppwithleon, all one word, spelled the same as this podcast. And who knows, your idea might just become the next exciting episode on my show. For more valuable fitness and self-improvement content, be sure to follow me on Instagram and threads at leveluppwithleon or Twitter at leveluplee. That's spelled L-E-V-E-L-U-P-L-E-E. Let's build a strong and supportive community together. Join the Level Up with Leon podcast Facebook group where like-minded individuals come together to uplift, motivate, achieve their fitness goals, and level up their lives. For my dedicated listeners, imagine achieving your fitness goals faster with minimal sacrifice and even getting advanced coaching for free by donating $100 or more to a friend or family member. Join my eight-week remote coaching for transformation and let's win together. Use my service, give feedback, leave a review if satisfied. That's all. Ready to start? Apply via the link in my bio and join the waitlist. Don't miss this win-win-win opportunity. Struggling with your form on a certain exercise and you feel like you just can't figure out how to fix it? Send in your video to my Dropbox link in the description of this podcast and get advanced form checks by me personally for free. Just title the video with your first name and IG handle so I know it's you. If my coaching helped at all, all I ask is that you let others know by sharing it on your social media. Level up your lifts and set your next PR. Remember, I'm here to support you on your fitness journey, and together we'll level up our lives one step at a time. Thank you for being a part of this incredible community. Stay motivated, stay focused, and keep leveling up.